This is Banks and Commentary. I'm your host, Candace Banks, and welcome to the show. Today, we're talking to my friend, Mr. Niles Finkley. Now, Niles is an actor, radio personality, TV host, and business owner. He graduated from the Yale School of Drama and has been featured in a few pieces you've probably heard of, like The Bobby Brown Story, Loving, Star, and so many more. Today, he's talking to us about how he transitioned from corporate America to working his gift in the arts, all while staying true to his faith and staying true to himself. This is a good one, so let's go ahead and get into the episode. Don't wait on an agent. Don't wait on anybody. Do not wait on anybody to save you or help you. You save yourself and you help yourself. In this business, people are about stuff. So therefore, you need to make sure that you're self-reliant and self-sufficient, but As I mentioned earlier, I would say out of everything, feed your internal world. So, hey, Niles, how you doing today? I am doing well. How are you? I am doing good, doing good. How how is L.A. treating you? L.A. has been magnificent thus far. Um, I'm actually pretty busy right now working on a few projects um, and also producing my own works, man. L.A. has, um, L.A. is what you're making. Um, and you have to come here with a particular mindset and ready to grind and hustle and set yourself apart. But L.A. has had, is, is able to, you know, yield great things for me. So it's going well. Yes. Yep. Good. And also we, we want to I want to talk a little bit about that in the show about make, making L.A., you know, work for you. So for we, sure. we got to get into that. We got to get into that. Um, yes, so- we will. Tell the people about yourself. You are a, an actor, a MC, an entertainer. Can you tell a little bit more about what you do, kind of what you've done? I was about to say, how are you going to ask me to tell the people about myself? And you just told them, told them, told them who I am, who I am. Come on, now. You just told them everything. You just told them everything. But, um, okay, so my name is Niall Spinkley. Uh, I'm an actor and MC. I'm also a radio host. Um, prior to this journey, moving to LA, I was in corporate America for a few years uh, after college. I was in the pharmaceutical healthcare industry and also uh, dabbled in aviation and HR doing talent acquisition and sales. So, um, you know, I'm out here right now living the dream, producing my own works, uh, my own pro- projects and uh, just making it happen, man. Just, um, you know, living, living my purpose. That's awesome. And it's interesting that you said purpose. We actually had someone on the first episode of season two talking about purpose. So that that's a heavy hitter. And you know, the listeners. Yes, it is. They've already been dragged on purpose. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. You know, accepting your purpose. It's not an easy thing to do because of course, whenever you go against the grain that comes with adversity, you're pushing against against something. You're going to get some some feedback so yeah that's good and speaking against pushing against something you went from uh went from uh corporate to now acting and entertainment just in general so where did your journey with acting begin uh i started acting in undergrad um to tell you the truth I, i never even really considered acting and then one day i auditioned for a play you know randomly um, I got in, I got one of the lead roles, and, and I guess the rest was history from there. Um, and then that pretty much started the journey, you know, my, my ascension into the arts. So um, I started in college. Mm, nice, nice. And 
you said you started that that's where your interest started in college do you mind telling us a little bit more about where you went to school because I mean it's it's yes. kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um so I started off at a liberal arts school um, in Maryland called Goucher then I, I went to Yale University um studied drama and political science pre-law studies there um and you know I, education is important for me especially former education but the one thing that I've really latched on to is self-education. Mm. I have learned so much since college. And I really think that a degree is a piece of paper uh, unless you make it work for you. A degree mm. is never enough. What you do with that degree and how you're able to apply it to life, that's the important part. I mean, a lot of folks have degrees, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're you know, in the best place. So right. when you pay that kind of money, you better do something with it. You better make it work. <laughs> make it work. So how yes. how have you been making your 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 degree from Yale work for you? Um, I did not really use my degree at all um, while I was in corporate America. I mean, I was working, you know, 50, 60 plus hours a week. So I didn't really have time to. I did take a class or two here and there. And every once in a while, you know, I, I would stay immersed in the acting world by, you know, looking at you know, reading certain things, you know, doing monologues and just keeping up with like, you know, my favorite actors and studying, you know, theater and drama, but I didn't really get, you know, much of a chance to really act until I left corporate America. Mm. And, um, you know, that, and that's more recent, but since I was able to make that leap and I had enough, enough gumption, um, <laughs> you know, that I, I acquired over time, um, to make that leap, uh, that's when things, you know, started to form and, and come together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, prior to that, to tell you the truth, going into the entertainment industry or pursuing anything that is outside of the norm, it is tough because, especially if you're the first person in your circle or in your family mm -hmm. to pursue that thing, um, it's tough because there's no blueprint. So that mm -hmm. means you have to build everything from scratch. You have to do it your research and be on your P's and Q's and pretty much you have to make the research resources, you know, for yourself. Right. Um, and in that, I would say being an entertainer and, you know, anyone who is, you know, I guess goes outside of the, you know, regular nine to five. I mean, you call yourself an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, because you're, you're building from scratch. Um, so with that, man, if you have what you need regarding, you know, drive, ambition, motivation, direction, a sense of purpose and so on, um, you will be able to utilize those things along your journey. But along that, you know, as you're going through that journey, it is going to be tough. You're going to have things hit you from all different directions, things that you couldn't even foresee. But allowing yourself to learn how to swim and stay mm -hmm. afloat versus sinking, that's when you truly find the goal. And then mm -hmm. once you really tap into that, um, you start to build a world for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then when you truly start to harness and understand the power behind the, the gift, that thing that God put in you, man, I tell you, things are just going to start, you know, moving for you. But you have to say yes to, you know, God's gift. You have to say yes to, you know, your purpose. And that's not easy. But I, I just want to be straightforward and, and honest. Mm -hmm. You will get slapped around and slapped upside the head every once in a while <laughs> when you go, out, you, know, you go against the grain and you pursue you know, once again, anything outside of the norm and what, you know, society considers a status quo. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, but I'm, 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 things are, are really moving, you know, for me. Um, 
and I've just been, you know, working and, and really, you know, just trying to push God's mission for my life. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then you talked about going from Yale School of Drama to working in the pharmaceutical industry and, and doing sales uh-huh. and things like that. So mm-hmm. what made what made you, you know, deviate from drama to corporate after college? Um, I had bills and life started, <laughs> you know, um, and once again, that's one of those things where you either sink or float. So I had to start a life for myself and make a life for myself. And, you know, when it comes to the arts, um, there's not much support, especially financially as you're on the way up, you know, until mm. you get to a certain point. So, you know, I had to put in my time and put in my years to make sure that, you know, and Man, now that I look at it, I, I, you know, I really wish that I would have just did it like right after college. But um, yeah, I had to start a life for myself. And, you know, that comes with, you know, making money. And, you know, I, I did it as like, um, you know, it's something to fall back on. So I said, you know, mm-hmm. let, me, let me get a few years of experience in just in case this thing, you know, doesn't work. And I know they say, you know, it's only plan A and so on. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess that's kind of like how I, I work sometimes. I want to make sure that I put myself in the best position, position as possible. Um, so I put my years in, you know, made my money. But eventually I just couldn't take it anymore. Like the things that I dealt mm-hmm. with in corporate America, pretty much everywhere that I went, um, you know, because I started consulting after a certain point, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it paid well. But everywhere I went, I was the youngest person and I was the only person of color. You know, so that came with just a whole lot of mess, Um, you know, derogatory terms, people trying to sabotage you and microaggressive behaviors and and so on. So I think that was the catalyst for me to finally say, like, man, this ain't for me. I was miserable. I was unhappy. Um, And I just knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. But the reason why I went that route is because that's what I knew. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I saw. And when you, you know, grow up you know, around certain things, you know, you kind of take heed to those things. You don't question it. You don't ask why. That's just a program that is set for you. But, you know, I had just a fervent belief in my heart, you know, that I was supposed to be doing something else. And I knew it had something to do with the arts. And I started to really tap into my creativity and, you know, the the gift that God put inside of me. And then, you know, after a certain period of time, things just, you know, started to you know, work against me by staying in a a situation, you know, um, corporate America, it kind of just ended up pushing me out because Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't take it anymore, especially with some of the experiences that I I dealt with there. So um, that was my my catalyst for leaving corporate America. And um, I really haven't looked back since. And once again, I took some L's. Mm -hmm. I, I took some L's walking away from, you know, a comfy salary and a comfy you know, job. Well, I wouldn't say comfy job because, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's that whole idea of being, you know, get you're comfortable being uncomfortable, but not for, you know, any reason that will serve as, as being progressive, mm. you know? So I was comfortable being miserable and uncomfortable, but that's not the life that I want to live. They say life is, um, life is uh, short, but life is long as <laughs> ever when you are not doing what you you know, we're put on this earth to do, Yeah. you know, and when it's in your heart, you can't, after a certain point, you can't fight it anymore. Yeah. And for the people who do fight it, they look back, you know, eventually, and they really regret. Wow. And when you have that song in your heart, you know, you just got to figure out the lyrics. Yeah. 
That's good. You when know. you have the song in your heart, you have to figure out the lyrics. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. can you talk a little bit about um, kind of building that backing for yourself before mm-hmm. you actually got pushed out, like you said, mm-hmm. got pushed out of corporate? How did that backing look like, whether it be, you know, saving, investing or what have you? Exactly. Yeah, that, that backing for me was um, saving. Um, I made sure that I saved at least 50% of every check. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I knew eventually like I was going to, to leave. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I knew where, you know, my power was and I knew where my, my purpose was. Um, so yeah, man, I, from the day that I got into corporate America, I just started saving, you know, and I had a, a buy 30, uh, program, like, let me do X, Y, and Z by 30. By the time I'm, you know, by the time mm-hmm. I'm 30, I need to be out of corporate America and, and you know, doing that thing that, you know, I, I love to do and I'm, I'm here for um, yeah, so there, I, I saved 50% of every check. And by the time that I left, I had a decent amount, That's you know, good. so I was able to, to flutter around. However, um, I didn't, after I left my first full-time permanent job, I went into consulting because I knew that I didn't want to work, you know, permanently again. And however, when I went into consulting, I ended up working, you know, a few months out of the year and I made what I made before working a year, Wow. you know, so, you know, it ended up working out you know, in my favor regarding that, but I still just dealt with a lot of stuff. I mean, it seemed like it was just, things were just kind of, you know, stacked against me. Cause like I said, everywhere I went, the youngest person, the only person of color, and it was just always some shenanigans. And then, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with people kind of, you know, looking at you like, oh, you're young. How are you in this position? Or how are you making m- the kind of money I'm making? Or, you know, uh, and, and that comes with, you know, so many mm-hmm. different, you know, things. Um, so I feel like with each and every job that I took consulting wise, God was just pushing me closer and closer, you know, to my purpose, you know, and, um, that's how things, you know, work sometimes like, you know, silly us, you know, we, we try to, you know, push things. And then when God has a plan for you, he's going to direct you to where you need to be, especially if you yield to him. So eventually I did yield to him, but I realized I, I caused a lot of pain a lot of discomfort and just being miserable, you know, listening to, to other folks and, you know, just chasing the money, mm. you know, and I got to the point where I, I said to myself, six figures is not enough for me to sacrifice my sanity, my happiness mm. in my life. If I'm going to sacrifice that, you better give me some millions. You better <laughs> give me some billions. You know what I'm saying? Six figures is not enough. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And you talked about yielding to God. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to do. <laughs> For sure. But, but like I said, he will put you in that position. Mm-hmm. When you're hard-headed, he will put you through certain, he'll, he'll let certain things happen and they will force you to where he needs you to get you to. You know, you're malleable, you're malleable you know, he's shaping and molding you to get to that journey. That's good. That's good. You know? So, can we talk a little bit about pursuing passion, right? That you'll yes. be yielding to God and pursuing what it is that he has called you to do. It sounds really nice, but like you're saying, it's a hard process. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you mind talking a little bit about um, what the phrase like pursuing your passion means to you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I would, because I'm that's still being defined, but mm-hmm. Um, pursuing your passion for me is basically you going against the grain. Mm -hmm. Um, You hear pursuing your passion all the time, um, but it's not really embraced or fostered by society. 
Um, and, you know, like I said, when it comes to Murphy's Law and anytime you push against something, you'll experience difficulties financially, emotionally, you know, um, you, will, you will be mocked, discouraged, you know, you'll deal with a lack of, you know, support. And naturally, um, you know, when you push against adversity, I mean, you know, the status quo, you experience adversity. So get ready to embrace it. Um, pursuing your passion to me means deep inside your soul, you know that you were put on this earth to do something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and over time, God has shown you that thing that you are here for. Um, you know, this is God's, you know, vision for your life. So, you know, pursuing your passion is once again, just going against the grain, like doing what, what's in your heart, you know, accepting God's mission for your life. Mm-hmm. But once again, you know, when you think of Jesus Christ, he accepted his mission on earth. But that does not mean that it was going to be an easy process. I mean, think about everything that, you know, Jesus went through to get to the cross, you know, and to, you know, accomplish, you know, the goal, why he was put here for. So, you know, for me, pursuing your passion is pretty much sacrificing what the average person isn't willing to sacrifice the gain so much more. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will take some L's, you know, yes, you will have your lo- losses over time. But what you gain in the midst of that um, is more than fulfilling. That's you know, it's something that just satisfies your heart and satisfies your soul. That's and I am the most fulfilled and the happiest that I've ever been now because I'm living life on my terms and I'm living life on God's terms. I'm yielding to my gift. I'm yielding to, to God and in doing that, even when you have, you know, certain fears, even when certain things are just scary because the unknown is scary, Mm -hmm. you know, when you can't see something in front of you, which is an example of faith, it can be scary, you know, because you don't know where you will end up. But, um, you know, when that gift and that passion has been put inside you and you accept a mission from God to yield to him and yield to your gift. He will piece things together for you bit mm-hmm. by bit, piece by piece. It might not be overnight. It might not be within a year, but over time, things will take form because we're being obedient to the vision, the gift in God. So that's what pursuing your passion, you know, means to me. It's all of that. It's, 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 it's something you hear all the time, but it's so much more than what you think it is because mm-hmm. it's a process. It's a journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. A journey and a process. That's something that, oh man, it's hard. It's hard to grasp. And I, I was talking to someone else about this when it comes to really trusting God. It's hard. It is mm-hmm. a hard process. But at the end of the day, you know, God is a good God. He's he's a good. For sure. He doesn't want. Yes, he is. Yeah, and he doesn't. He wants the best for us. So trusting mm-hmm. Him and knowing that is like. Uh, everything, but it's hard. It's still yeah, hard. For sure. He, he's not going to lead you to, you know, rock bottom, mm-hmm. you know, for no reason. He's not going to allow you to go through certain things just to leave you there. You know, you have to get to the other side. Yeah. And that's a part so of good. the, that once again, that's a part, part of the journey. That's a part of the process. Mm, so good. And when you're talking about the process and going against the grain, how do you keep yourself up while you're going against the grain and, you know, being, you know, might, might be hit with some turmoil and all of this. How do you keep sure. yourself up when you're, when you're doing that? Well, one, um, my prayer game 
It's serious. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I talk to God, you know, on the regular, like he's like sitting next to me, you know, because he's in us and all around us. Um, so, you know, I start with those two, but aside from that, um, I, I, there are certain aspirational figures that I look to, you know, for, for motivation. Um, I do believe that you have to feed your soul and you have to feed yourself good food. Um, anytime when you, um, you know, are, are embracing the greatness, when you are, are once again, looking to do something or doing something outside of the norm, you know, um, you have to embrace excellence, but in that you have to put yourself around excellence and make sure that excellence is instilled in you. Um, and if you haven't even discovered it yet, you know, once again, sometimes all you have to do is move, you know, that's the difference between, you know, potential energy and kinetic energy. You have stored energy, but when you actually get that movement going, it's kinetic and then things, you know, happen for you. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, it, the, it's, it's all about process to me. Um, it's all about feeding myself good food. It's all, all about feeding myself internally. Like I look to Eric Thomas. I look to Les Brown. You know, I, li I listen to David Goggins, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I make sure that I feed myself spiritually because this is not, you know, a journey that the average man wants to embark on because it's so difficult at times. It's so grueling at times. Sometimes you, you deal with doubt. You know, every other day you might want to quit. So in that, you can't, it, you know, allow yourself to digest what everybody else is digesting. You can't allow yourself to become victim to the propaganda and everything that society pushes on us. You have to go a different route. And if you're not full internally, if you don't allow yourself to be fed spiritually, you know, um, things will be very rough for you because the process, you know, the journey to the, um, the goal is difficult by itself. So in order to stay, you know, under the influence of God and in order to keep your eyes on the prize, make sure that you're feeding yourself internally. So that's like, you know, my most important, um, you know, go to. Mm -hmm. And once again, as I mentioned before, God is, you know, that internal food for me. And, mm -hmm. you know, just finding all sources of inspiration and motivation around me. I look for it at this point. Right. And it, and, and it finds me. Yeah. You're attracting that just by, you know, you praying and, and uh, having that, uh, that relationship with God. I mean, what, uh, like, that's what you're, you're putting that out. That's what you're going to attract, you know? So yeah. that's good. Um, the For other, sure. the other question I had too is, is you're very open about your faith and your relationship with God. So in an industry mm. like entertainment and acting and, you know, uh, emceeing, rapping, what have you, how, um, how does your relationship with God, how are you able to walk that out fully in yeah. such an environment where that is not something that is usually glorified? I don't have an addictive personality and I've never, you know, been really into peer pressure, even when I was in college. Um, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke and so on. And I just, I'm not that easily influenced, <laughs> mm. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of headstrong and, and, you know, determined. And in that, you know, I, it's hard for me to, you know, be swayed. Like I can be in a room full of everybody drinking and, and, and you know, people doing, you know, Lord knows what, but I can be <laughs> that one person in the corner, just observing everybody, you know, because I just feel like God has provided me with a, a level of discipline when it comes to certain things to say no to that temptation. And in doing that, I feel like you become a light. You know, mm -hmm. I remember one time um, I was at an engagement and everybody was drinking and, and doing the wild thing and so on. 
And I was just sitting there quiet, observing. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't partaking, like, really into, you know, the festivities and what was going on. And I remember, you know, I just had a few people come up to me and say, like, oh, my God, you're so brave. And, you know, I admire you so much that you're able to stand here and you have this mm -hmm. temptation all around you and you're not guilty. Please forgive me, you know, for drinking or whatever. I was I'm like, you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's just... You know, uh, I'm not judging you for it. I am not in the position morally, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. to, to judge anybody. So, um, you know, I, I feel like when you do have a level of discipline and certain qualities that God has instilled in you, you know, you just shine for it. And, and, and when you're meant for certain things, you're just meant for certain things. I mean, I'm going to just I'm going to run back to, to Jesus again. He had mm -hmm. temptation all around him, but he was focused on his mission. He was mm -hmm. focused on his purpose. God granted him with, with certain gifts and, and certain things to be disciplined enough not to buy into what everybody else is doing. So, you know, that's in a it. nutshell, that's, that's mm. what it is. Jesus was about his business. <laughs> ain't ain't that the truth? And uh, he did it in 33 years. So, yeah. crazy. Wow. Yep. Wow. Can you, can you imagine? Wow. Jesus did all of that in 33 years. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm 26. I'm like, Oh man, you know, these 30, so that's seven more years. <laughs> mm -hmm. What can be done? Yeah. But that's good. And you, you talked about your discipline. So you went from, you know, Goucher to Yale to corporate. What, mm -hmm. how did you make it out to LA? What was that kind of initial? Okay. I I'm, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. How did you get mm. to L.A.? Um, well, at that point, I had uh, prior to I had already left um, corporate. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I tried to go back into corporate because I had I man, I had a uh, for. 2018, early 2019, man, all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had I had lost everything, um, you know, financially. Um, you know, uh, I had tons of fraud. I had just crazy things happening. I was out in Atlanta for about a year and my time there was just horrific. Um, you know, in that time, you know, got set up, um, mm. you know, somebody broke into my place, the place that I moved to where they broke into the place that I had prior to the roof collapsed. I'm like, this is what? crazy. I've been I've been here less than a year. It was so much crazy stuff happening. And then like all this crazy business with, you know, my ex. And once again, man, I feel like sometimes things happen to put you in a certain position. Like I was I was contrite. You know, I was I was broken down. You know, I, I pretty much I hit, you know, rock bottom in, in some ways. And um, I think through that, I started to really lean on God. I mean, I think that's when my relationship with God, with, with God was really strengthened. I think that's when God really started talking to me. And I knew and I know for a fact that mm -hmm. it all happened for a reason. Because mm -hmm. as soon as that whole phase was over, so many opportunities were presented. Um, I, was, I was full um, internally. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I'm in the best place I've ever been, like internally and just overall in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, now, and I had to lose a bunch once again in order to gain a bunch. bunch. Mm. But when I stopped fighting God, when I stopped fighting the purpose and the gift and, and stopped being scared of, you know, going out to, to L.A., which is uh, L.A. is, is a, a crazy place. Um, once again, you can make anything happen here, but this place swallows people, mm. you know. Um, so I feel like I had to go through all that and be broken down just to be built back up. 
And at the end of that process, LA was presented to me. Um, Brandy was a huge catalyst in in pushing me out to LA. Um, You know, and I'm really thankful for that um, because I was at a certain point where like, you know, I'm going to push my trip back a week. You know what? A week, a week passed. Um, like, you know what? I'm gonna push it back another week. You know what? I should just go next year. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, God was like, nah, man, you, you need to do this now. And you know, once I took that leap, man, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing cool. thus far. I mean, I'm taking care of, you know, now like financially, you know, I have more and more projects coming through. Um, and it's just, it's interesting how things work out because as soon as I moved here, I got an agent. Wow. But, and it, it takes a while for some folks to get an agent. Yeah. Um, granted, I have done, you know, some work in, in Atlanta, you know, a little bit of TV work here and there um, to prepare for LA. But um, yeah, man, it's crazy how things just connected and came together. All the questions that I had and all the what ifs that I had prior to going to LA, God answered them like, like that. So once again, that's why you keep on hearing me saying, once you yield to God and yield to your gift, things will Mm -hmm. come together for you. It's Mm -hmm. not overnight, but it will work together for you. Just say yes. So um, that's that's how I got out to L.A. And um, like I said, it's been a wonderful ride ever since. Of course, you know, you have some bumps and bruises, but man, it's, it's been amazing. Hey y'all, how you doing? Uh, I had to interrupt today's episode because I got a couple questions and you already know what they are. You've got this far, so have you gone ahead and subscribed? Have you shared the episode in the podcast? Have you downloaded the episode, followed us on Instagram? Any of the above, make sure that you go ahead and do. Remember, we want to make sure that Banks and Commentary grows. We want to help as many people as we can. So go ahead and do that. Now let's go ahead and get back into the episode. Nice. And so how did you get your foot in the door? You know, God God opens doors and and he, he got you an agent and things like that. So how did that process look of getting here and then getting your foot in the door? Well, I had done a bunch of research um, with agencies. Um, so I had submitted myself to a few agencies. Um, got some videos and some footage together to send, send to agencies. Uh, worked on my acting resume. Um, came out here, um, you know, auditioned for a few agencies and ended up going with the agency that I'm with now. Um, so yeah, it was definitely preparation, you know, prior to, um, and once again, that's just another situation where there's no blueprint, but when you really want something bad enough, you will plan for it and, you know, you, you yearn for it and you will prepare for it. Um, so that's pretty much how everything kind of came together. Like I had already done my research and everything regarding the acting world out here. And I already had some preparation prior to LA. That's why I went to Atlanta first because Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is a growing, Atlanta is, is really growing when it comes to the arts and entertainment world. However, LA is like the Mecca. So I figured like I go to Atlanta and get my feet wet, you know, um, got on some, you know, little small roles on TV shows. And I, I, you know, I got some experience on set and so on. I built my resume up a little bit there. So I think that also helped me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really believe in making time count, Mm -hmm. you know, time, time is invaluable. Right. You know, so I, I prepared, I made my time count. I did all the research and all the, um, you know, work that I needed to do. And because of that, you know, when I got out here, things pretty much happened. Things happened pretty quickly. 
That's good. Do the research first, you know, and, and that, you know, and that helps like along with the praying and the fasting and keeping God, you know, close to you. We also have to act on what it is that he told us. You I, know? Was, I was just about to say that because, you know, nowadays, especially when it comes to religion, um, mm-hmm. you hear pray, 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 but you have to pray and also be active. Mm-hmm. You hear people all the time, like, I'm just going to pray and my blessing is around the corner. You better walk <laughs> to that blessing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Know that God will provide you with it, but you have to do your part too. Like we, we have this, a lot of us have this inactive faith. And I'm like, no, get active. Like what good things will you ever accomplish? You know, when, you know, if you don't put in the work, right. anything with, with anything good and with anything great, you have to put in the work, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Can you talk a little bit about putting in the work? So not only did you do your research before going to LA, um, but you had to put in your work now to get to the point where you are now. So what did that process look like after you, you know, booked an agency and then now you're actually trying to get gigs or I don't know what the correct terminology would be. So correct me, um, but trying to, you know, get your name out there and start continuing to build that resume. Um, when you're an actor um, and you have an agent, they send you on like a lot of meetings and they send you on a lot of auditioning. So that's, you know, what it looked like for me. Um, but also in that, you kind of have to find ways to occupy your time. Um, so, you know, I started creating a lot. Um, once I started doing research on things that I can get into here. And I also started, you know, um, you know, creating projects and things that I wanted to do for myself, like in my mind. Um, and I pretty much worked every day to push the mission and continue to walk to the purpose. Um, but there's not a day that goes by where I'm not immersed in acting or, mm-hmm. you know, the arts or God, or I'm not reading or, you know, trying to expand my mind in some kind of way. Um, so th- that's what the process looks like when it comes to the entertainment world that's just my process in general like i have to put in the work i have to always keep myself stimulated because that sparks growth mm-hmm. so um that's how i started out in the beginning it was a bit slow um when it came to auditions and like waiting and the process and so on but it's one of those things where like you have to start like really honing the the craft of auditioning because it's not easy um and then, you know, a few projects uh, came through and, um, you know, since the start of this year, Lord have mercy, like I've been mm-hmm. busy, busy. And um, aside from that, God just presented like certain opportunities to me. And then he also told me, like, start producing your own stuff, start producing mm-hmm. your own stuff. So I started listening. Uh, I also um, I'm finishing up a, a book, um, which will probably be out by, you know, this summer. So, um, you know. I've been staying busy. I've I've been staying working every day. I want to work towards my purpose in some kind of way, even if it's just watching something or or reading something. I need to be doing that thing every day. That's good. I'm not going to waste the gift that God put in me. Uh, So that's that's how the process looks and the process is ongoing. That's good. That's good. I was watching uh, a TikTok, uh, shamelessly, uh, the other day, and it was like, well, let's glorify the people who do the same thing every day. And they were saying that to say having a system or being method, what is the word? Methodical. 
Yes, methodical, methodical yeah. what you're doing. So, you uh -huh. know, you may be listening to, you know, the arts or, or praying with God, but you have to do something consistently every day yeah, in order exactly. to get to the next point. So Exactly. At least think about it. <laughs> yeah, at least. You know, at the very least. Let, let it hit your brain cells. Let it, right. let it stay in your cerebellum for a little bit, you know? <laughs> There we go. Um, and then you talked about producing your own um, material, your own uh, content and what have you. So can you talk a little bit about what, what God said to you and, and how that, um, how that, how you're bringing that to life right now? Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like the pandemic um, really presented a lot of opportunities to me and, and I guess in making opportunities for myself. Um, I just started to create a lot. I started um, getting into music, writing music. I um, recorded my first little song promo last year. The reception was really good. Okay. Um, then from that, you know, built some buzz. Um, and I started getting into ghostwriting, um, you know, collaborating with other artists. Um, I also was featured in, you know, a, a cypher, um, which uh, premiered maybe like a week or a week and a half ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, things just started just kind of moving for me. I didn't even really ever think about doing music, but I've always like written poetry and I've always like written rhymes. I just mm -hmm. never really took it seriously. And I have a, um, a guy that I'm working with now and uh, I was just playing around in the studio one day and then, you know, created, you know, the promo from last year, um, which mm -hmm. was a remix. And he was like, man, this is, this is great, man. I didn't know you had it in you. And that was my <laughs> first time like ever really in the studio. Um, you know, and, I, and the one thing that I can say that I really love about L.A. is like as soon as I got off the plane, I felt creativity in the air. Mm -hmm. And I, I had never experienced that before. Like my one friend, he's actually from Maryland with the high school together. Um, you know, he owns his own studio. He has a, a music studio out here and also in Atlanta. He works with like Future and Usher and Justin Bieber and a lot of folks, you mm -hmm. know, in the industry. And I, I feel like he was also one of the reasons why I came out to LA because I saw what he was trying to do or not what he was trying to do, what he built from scratch. And he's doing very well now, but um, yeah, man, the, the pandemic just presented a lot of opportunities for, for me. Um, I was talking to God more, um, you know, I, I live by myself. So, you know, I guess he really became a friend because I didn't really have anybody else to talk to, <laughs> you, you know, and uh, he just kept on telling me like, you know, do your own stuff, you know, start creating really, start living this, you know, your craft, like really start utilizing the gift that I put in you. And, um, you know, I, I kept on pushing and kept on pushing. And like I said, things are really coming into fruition, you know, this year, That's you good. know, so I, I worked last year during the pandemic and now that things are somewhat freeing up, you know, my world is expanding. That's good. That's a blessing. And I'm just, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, we serve such a great God because of the fact that he can speak to you and you you're in entertainment and you know, you're, you're the creative side of things. And we had someone on the show and he spoke to her about, you know, teaching and philanthropy and things like that. It's like, God can, he, he's everywhere and he could do anything and, you know, sure. he, he can function in any space. And um, mm -hmm. so you saying that, I was like, wow, you know, He's, he's, he's very multifaceted. I got to give it to him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. got to give it to him. And, and, and when you do give it to him, and once again, when you do yield to him, he, he fills you up and you start thinking differently. You start moving differently, you know, conducting yourself differently. Um, 
And, you know, when you do that, like I said, you're, you're set apart. You, you set yourself apart. Um, and the one thing that he's also shown me is I gave you this gift, be responsible with it. Mm. So like one of my mottos is make them feel, make them think, make them laugh. I have to be responsible with my art because I want to use my art to elevate mankind. I want to help, you know, push this society forward. And if I'm not responsible, I won't be able to do that. I can corrupt mm. people. You know, we have, we see it on both sides of the spectrum nowadays. We, mm-hmm. we have artists who really, you know, feed people's souls, you know, with their music. You have artists that feed people's flesh. I want to mm-hmm. feed people's souls, That's you know, give them, give them that soul food. And when you do that, that edifies God, you That's know, because you're, you're, you're enriching this world and you're enriching his people, your brothers and sisters. So, you know, he's taught me responsibility when it comes to my art. And it, okay. I realized that I have power because my power comes from God mm-hmm. and LA has shown me how much power and I haven't even tapped into, you know, probably, you know, 20, 30% of it, but it's mm-hmm. shown me that I have power. And because I recognize that my power comes from God, I feel like my journey and me blossoming is just getting started. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what's going to happen and what is going to manifest is endless. Wow, that's good. That's good. And, and do you mind talking a little bit more about how you're staying responsible with what it is that God has given you like some practical steps, you know, we might have somebody listening who's like, I have a talent, I have this talent or multiple talents, or I know my purpose, like, how do I make sure that I'm staying responsible with what he's given me? Um, I feel like it's something that, that has been developed over time. And I feel like God, something that God has instilled in me over time. Um, I evaluate a lot and I just mm-hmm. kind of observe and I observe how people are impacted, um, you know, given the situation and scenario. Um, I, I observe how people are impacted by this kind of art or that kind of art or this kind of music and that kind of music. And I want to, uh, I, once again, I want to fill people up. I feel like a lot of the, the music and things nowadays, is a lot of dissonance. Um, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, and there are a lot of things that kind of strip people of their internal life, but people are running to those things. And I guess it's kind of like a vice to fill your void, you know, mm. especially when it comes to the music where they're talking about, you know, drinking and pill popping and whatever else. I don't want to be the cause of anybody's downfall, mm. you know? Um, you know, so, so with that, um, I've always... For some reason, like even when I was a kid, I was always stimulated by truth, mm. like truth. Like I was, like, I was, you know, less than ten years old reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, the mm. souls of black folks. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Walter Dean Myers, you know, Walter Mosley, um, and I really knew about my history. Like my parents bought, like, you know, all the encyclopedias, you know, uh, Britannica. A through Z, you know what I'm saying? So we had to read those, you know. Um, they, there was tons of literature, um, you know, American literature, literature and books and, and Black history, you know, all around me. Um, so I tapped into that at a young age, and I think that it just created a certain energy and, a, and an affinity to find, you know, truth and get to the core of things. So I feel like that has always been in me. Um, mm-hmm. But in that, I feel like when I was like around my peers, most of the time, I didn't really fit in, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I kind of just stuck out like a sore thumb. And I used to always ask, like, why, man, I just feel like everywhere I go, like I'm that oddball out. I'm that outlier. <laughs> and now I realize all that was for this. Yeah. All, I, that was like that was like my school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that that was, you know, that was a part of my maturation. 
So, um, you know, truth is in me. And I also, I'm at a point in my life now, and once again, this is something that God has instilled in me, and he's still showing me things. Um, I seek objective truth now versus subjective truth. When it's subjective, it might be a piece or it may not be rooted in fact. When you strive to get to objective truth, that's when you're looking at things from more of a holistic perspective. And when you are able to analyze things from a fuller scope, you're able to mm. get more from it, you know, that's so your good. knowledge is enriched and so on. So, of course, we all operate, you know, from, a, you know, we have a level of subjective truth, but I'm really pushing for objective truth now, you mm. know, show me facts, you yeah. know, show me through experience, show me, you know, that's how I, I acquire wisdom and so on. So it's something that's always been there, but it's something that's really matured over time. And the more that I'm getting to know myself and God is revealing things to me, truth is just it's evident and it's something that keeps me anchored that's that's so good and you talked about you were saying how you you stuck out when you were a kid right and that was preparing you for this moment right now that is that is a word for somebody i know it is because what we you know what we didn't even consider back back then now you can like you said god was revealing that like oh okay now it makes sense you know but in the moment i was like i want you know to be fit in with my friends <laughs> yeah exactly you know but you know everything that you grow go through and hopefully grow through mm-hmm. is is in order to serve a greater purpose in your life um just to give you like a little background mm-hmm. I, I was pretty sick when i was a kid so i was homeschooled mm-hmm. you know i had a you know a, a rare condition and it's gotten better, but um, I spent a lot of time inside. Um, and I think that's also how I was able to tap into the books and black history and so on. I was reading, mm-hmm. you know, real stuff, you know, while kids were at school, you know, learning the ABCs. And I always used to ask like, why me, why me? Because, you know, because of it, I was on like multiple medications. I had like emergency surgeries, all kinds of surgeries and routines and procedures and so on. I stayed in the hospital for months at a time and so on. So mm-hmm. in that, especially as a, a young kid, you ask why me? And I would say for the first time in my life, I stopped asking why me, because I, I'm living in my purpose, you know, and I, I know why, yeah. you know, and I, I realized like I am the victimization thing, you know, you, you have to let that go. We all go through certain things. And I'm, just, I'm talking to the people because I wasn't freed until I let go of that why me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I realized, you know, instead of asking why me, you ask God, what are you trying to show me and what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And when I start operating from that perspective, when I start thinking like that, that's when I'm really able to utilize all the experiences, good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, and to the point where the, the bad stuff that I looked at, you know, in a negative light before isn't really so bad to me now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it adds to my wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, my, my knowledge. It's, it's help, it helps me to maneuver through life. So um, I don't know. That's just a message to the people. Like, stop asking why me and just, mm-hmm. you know, ask yourself why not me and just know if you're dealing with you know adversity and difficulties god is trying to get you to get something out of that so you can get to the gold that's good that's little nuggets little nuggets 
yeah, you know, you know. Um, yeah, you're definitely speaking facts because you're, why not me, right? Why not me? And it's preparing you for whatever it is that God is calling you to do. So, oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. We're having such a good conversation. I like don't want. I know, right? Um, I hope I'm not talking too much. I'm like, man, no. I'm, I'm, I'm rapping over here, but I got, I got some things to say. I got a story to tell. No, please do. That's what it's for. We want to hear from you. I think things are going uh, so well. So I appreciate you talking and, and letting us know you've been dropping these gems. Um, but we are coming up on time. So I want to ask you the last two questions that I ask everybody that comes on to the show. Um, the first is in this business, in entertainment, what is the best piece of career advice that you never received? So you said you had to create your own blueprint, right? Because you're the first one to go for this. So what's the best piece of advice you never received? Don't wait on an agent. Don't wait on anybody. Do not wait on anybody to save you or help you. You save yourself and you help yourself. In this business, people are about self. So mm-hmm. therefore, you need to make sure that you're self-reliant and self-sufficient. But as I mentioned earlier, I would say out of everything, feed your internal world. Mm. Because the things that you will embark on, the things that you, you will see, the things that you will be exposed to, if you are not strong internally and spiritually, it will break you down and you may end up, you know, wasting your time while you're here. I know plenty of people who came out here prior to me, you know, got stuck on drugs and, and you know, d- things didn't end well for them, um, you know, ended up going back home or some of them are homeless and so on. You make sure that you are fed internally. If you are mm-hmm. fed internally, that feeds your art, that feeds your life, that feeds the world. Mm-hmm. That's the most important piece of information that I can give to you that pertains to art and life in general. Good. That's good. Feed yourself internally. It starts with you and, and within you. And then, you know, everything can flow freely from that. That's so good. So good. So you talked about having a production. You talked about uh, starting a book, uh, writing mm-hmm. a book. And I started a business too, entertainment company called Higher Level Entertainment. It's a registered business and I'm a high, higher level. So okay. we're, we're going to higher levels. Like, come you know, on. Um, I know. Right. I know. Right. So <laughs> you know, for my projects and to pay, you know, employees and so on. I opened that business. And mm-hmm. since I opened that business started this year, mm-hmm. things are rolling. That you know? is good. I'm, I'm, I'm gaining employees and so on. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And just this year, like the pandemic, it, it has brought a lot of, you know, and I'm not downplaying what, what it has brought, you know, but it has allowed people to get still. And to, you know, hear what it is that God is calling them to do and to start new things and reach out and do new things. So great to hear that you have uh, your higher level entertainment company. Um, So what's next? All of this, what's next for you? Well, I will be working on two projects a month. I will be putting out um, music with other artists. I'm starting a series called For the Love of Hip Hop. Um, And basically we interview, you know, various artists who, are developing a name or who already have a name uh, in the music industry. And we're going to talk about their, you know, when they first fell in love with hip hop and what they want to do with their hip hop. And then at the end of uh, all the interviews for the episode, we're going to have like a music so- showcase. Um, so I'm, I'm creating opportunities for other artists uh, right now. Um, also, I'm working on a short film. Um, I'm also putting out a project tomorrow on Instagram. Um, I'm putting on another project um, next week. Um, I have uh, two music videos coming. Um, 
uh, and just, you know, a, a bunch of other things. I'm, I'm working on a pilot series soon. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but uh, you, I'm going, I'm busy. Yeah. You know, and, I'm, and, and like I said, God is really opening doors. And I'm so blessed. I'm so fulfilled. I'm so happy. And like I said, for the first time in my life, you know, since I've been here, I wake up every day you know, ready to get it. I'm just so fulfilled and happy. And I wake up, the first thing I do is pray to God and thank God for another day. You know, I'm, I'm living in bliss, you know, and it's not even like I'm an A-lister right now, but I'm walking towards, you know, my dream and my passion. And that's where my light is coming from. So whatever that thing is, people, that you may be apprehensive, you know, when it comes to pursuing it, or, you know, you have people around you telling you that you're not made for it, or it's going to be difficult or, you know, tell people who try to, you know, distract you and tell you not to embark on that journey, go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know, you know, like they say, if it scares you, you should do it. Now, I'm not saying being a fool, be a fool. But I'm <laughs> talking about when it comes to certain things, you know, go ahead and do it. I guarantee you that you will grow through the, through the process and you will love the person that you, you know, are, are you know, becoming. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and you have such an ins- inspiring story and you, you're pushing me because this is what I love the podcast and, and doing this is something that fuels me. So I'm like, maybe I should quit my job, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead and quit your job. So, no, you do what I did. You better, you better save it, whatever. No, I, I, I say be crazy. That's no, you know, no. Pre- prepare first and then execute. This is your yes. preparation thing, but there's yes. no way you want to get to it. Now allow God to lead you through that journey. Amen. 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 Can the church say amen? Come on. Amen. Amen. No, no, (laughs) that that is so good. And you've definitely inspired me. So I know you've inspired someone else to really go for what it is that God has called you to do. So thank you so much, Niles, for being on the show and and, um, uh, just telling your story. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Now, that was such a great and inspiring, inspiring show. And thank you so much, Niles, for giving such just raw and candid answers to the questions that we had for you today. So per usual, I have those top 10 tips for you all today. So let's go ahead and get into them. The first is going against the grain comes with some adversity. The second is self-education is so important. A degree is never enough. What you do with your degree and how you apply that degree is really what matters. Number three is sometimes you have to put in the time and years in something you don't necessarily like to set the foundation for the next point of your life. Number four is yield to God and stop chasing other people's dreams for you instead of his purpose for you. The fifth is God will piece things together when you're obedient to the gift God has given you. The sixth is God isn't going to allow you to go through certain things and just leave you there. The seventh is embrace excellence and make sure excellence is around you and instilled in you. Make sure you're feeding yourself spiritually. The eighth is prepare and make your time count. Mm, I felt that one. I felt that one. The ninth is be responsible with the gift God has given you. And the tenth and final tip for us today is stop asking God why me and start asking God, what are you trying to show me? 
that wraps it up for today. Remember to share this episode, to download the podcast, to make sure that you're leaving us a review. Remember, we are saving investing, paying off debt, and living our best lives over here. I don't know what you're doing, but we'll see y'all next week.